Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Hey, fellow Warzone listeners, my name is Zach Camps. I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the depth of patreon is the uh the group chat tell you what these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions Ooh, what's happening guys happy wednesday and cool welcome from across the, the globe guys in australia people are blowing my phone up all the time you know, the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about 20, so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat i would introduce my co-host the uh aforementioned man of the hour and the man with the power but jerry is traveling he is checking out a new spot for him and his wife so he's going to try to jump on a little bit later in the week for a bonus show trying to link up right now everybody's schedule is a little bit hectic Uh, he's trying to relocate and obviously we've got real jobs so um, that's where jerry is jerry will be back soon Uh, But I wanted to make sure that we keep the streak alive. We're about a month away from four straight years of never missing a Wednesday here at the Dynasty War Zone, at least the podcast version. And I say that because that's how the show started. It was a podcast, but now we're on YouTube, and that's where I'm streaming live right now, live on Tuesday night. And that's the best way to get the show if you want to catch it live. Maybe you work second shift. Maybe you work third shift. Maybe... You're on the way home, and you love the Dynasty War Zone, and you're stuck in 405 traffic on the the LA freeways. I, I don't know, but YouTube is where we come to you live on Tuesdays. Last Wednesday, I used YouTube to give away our our Scott Fishbowl 12 spot that went to Mr. Lawrence Lefave. So congratulations to him. That video is up. I used the Wheel of Names. Thank you to everybody. We had a ton of people like that video, did everything I asked you to do. Unfortunately, we only had one spot to give away, and that went to Mr. Lefebvre, so congratulations to him. Uh, But be sure to head over to YouTube, Um, especially in-season. We do a lot more in-season content here at the Dynasty War Zone, but, you know, redraft season right around the corner. Uh, Trying to get Dallas, you know, he's the younger, hipper version of the Dynasty War Zone crew to do more YouTube, but uh, he has a... He has a real job, too, and he gets behind the mic to do a ton of awesome rookie content, and you can find that on Mondays, typically via podcast, everywhere you where you get your podcast, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, you name a, a podcast form, and we're usually out there on it, so be sure to check that out. Um, I do not have a good people, bad tweets for you. 
Um, we'll have one on the bonus show with Jerry on Thursday. This is uh, uh, something that I didn't have time. Uh, I do have one. It's not football-related. If we don't find a good football-related one, I will share the non-football-related one. So I'm just going to jump right into this. Uh, but before I do, normally after good people, bad tweets, I mentioned the Patreon patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone had a bunch of new people jump in with us over the last week we thank you so much uh, we know there's a lot of content creators out there putting out a lot of great premium content thank you so much for choosing us uh, looking forward to getting in some leagues with you and doing battle we just finished drafting patron 14 that is a uh, uefa champions league themed draft and super interesting based on the brain power of our own Neil Gray. Uh, if you're looking for a good patron, uh, a good premium behind the scenes content, good group chat, group to join, man, I tell you, you're going to do a lot worse than the five bucks a month you'll spend over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And that helps support the show. It pays for the streaming service, equipment, uh, things of that nature. So that's what we're doing with the Patreon. Please check it out. When you get a second, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So I will jump into this right now. Um, I'm just going to cover some news uh, without Jerry here to go back and forth. That's why we'll do a bonus show on uh, Thursday. Uh, Jerry will be having his hot takes. We're going to use the month of June. So as I record this, it is the 7th. This week we're doing quarterbacks. Next week we'll do running backs. The following week, wide receivers. The week after that, we'll do tight ends. We're going to give you hot takes for all four positional groups for dynasty and fantasy football. Could be seasonal, could be dynasty. But without Jerry here, that wouldn't provide much of a show. So I have three QB hot takes for you here in just a minute. But I did want to share some news uh, as we're wrapping up, I guess, voluntary mini camp. And in some cases, like Green Bay, uh, mandatory mini camp has already started, so I, I will jump into some news and notes, uh, picking up where we left off last week. The first one, I was listening to an interview with Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback. At least that, I, I think that's where Adam uh, or uh, Albert Breer is from. But he was talking about that Debo at one time was not willing to negotiate with the 49ers and that he wanted to get out of San Francisco in entirety. He just didn't want to be there. Uh, I think part of it was is he's a, like an SEC. I think he's a South Carolina guy by nature. And I think that's where he wanted to be. I think that's where he would prefer to live, maybe on the East Coast, the South, like a Carolina or an Atlanta, Miami. I mean, some of those teams need wide receivers, some don't. But I think more of it was there were more factors than just San Francisco, the offense, et cetera. But anyway, Debo is now willing to discuss a contract with the Niners. But that's not the part that I found interesting. The part that I found interesting was that Breer mentioned the drafting of third-round rookie running back Tyrion, I hope I pronounced that right, Tyrion Davis-Price. And that was one of the olive branches that the 49ers were using as a way of saying, hey, we're negotiating in good faith. We want you to be a wide receiver. We want you to be less involved in the running game. We have Elijah Mitchell. We have Trey Sermon. We still have Jeff Wilson Jr. on the roster. We drafted this guy in the third round, 93rd overall pick, and we're going to have you less involved in the rushing game going forward. And for me, as a dynasty gamer, that's that's the record scratch moment. That's the, the what? 
That's the that's that's not good. So I did a quick peruse of Fantasy Pros ADP, and per their most recent Fantasy Dynasty startup ADP, Debo is the wide receiver five. He is their wide receiver five off of the board. And, and like literally, I read that and I was like, that that can't be right. And then I read it again and it was I was like, that that doesn't feel like that would be where I would draft Debo. Because to me, a large part of Debo's value to be valued that high as the dynasty wide receiver five is tied to that rushing, that rushing usage. Debo, I've done this math before, but I did it again for the sake of this show. Debo scored 339 fantasy points last year. 84 and a half of those were directly tied to rushing yardage and rushing touchdown. That is almost exactly 25% of Debo's fantasy points. So if you take that away, and maybe you wouldn't take all of it away, but you're going to take a large part of that away. If you took all of those 84 and a half points away, that would drop him down to the wide receiver 12. It would put him just ahead of Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. That's horrifying. Again, this is equity. I've said this before on the show. This is the equity I'm looking to cash out in Debo. I am looking that the minute, the minute that he resigns or there's talk that he resigns or he shows up at camp and I can get anybody. And I mean anybody to give me dynasty wide receiver five overall in a startup value for Debo Samuel. He's gone. If I can go get a screenshot of fantasy pros and I can send that to a league mate and be like, here, look, this is not my opinion. This is the good folks of fantasy pros. He's their wide receiver five in a startup. If I can leverage that information to get out of Debo, it's not that I'm anti-Debo, but we seem to forget that he's been injured. Um, I think he hasn't forgot that he's been injured. I think he hasn't forgot that the wear and tear that playing running back took on his body. He did miss one game last year, um, played through some injuries, played great, had 1,400 receiving yards. But for me, this is about where I got Debo a couple of years ago and where I see Debo going forward. I tweeted this out the other day. It's like, it's called a career year for a reason. What are the odds? What are the percentages? What are the chances that Debo will ever repeat the 2021 season? I don't think they're high. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. He himself has said, I don't want to run the ball as much. Okay, let's take him at his word. The San Francisco 49ers said, cool, Debo, we hear you. We hear your words. We hear your pleas. We hear your cries. You don't want to run as much. Cool, we're going to draft another running back because we know this system eats running backs as no running back has led the 49ers in rushing yards two years in a row with Kyle Shanahan as the head coach. So we hear you, Debo. We understand the wear and tear this offense takes on our on our rushers. We're going to add more depth. We're going to take more away from you. I don't think your league mates are putting that two and two together. And I think you might be able to get out for, for someone that, that you really like. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to get CD Lamb, but what can, in my head, I'm like, if they're that close, I know CD Lamb has had a dynasty resurgence in the last couple of weeks. I know some of the bigger services were touting, you know, him back to being the, the wide receiver three overall in, in a startup. And I agree. I have CD Lamb in my top four for sure. If I, if I can get CD Lamb and I got to add a little bit, if I got to do a throw in to move from CD, or excuse me, from Debo to CD Lamb, I'm, I'm in 
This is a long-winded way of saying that I am 100% out on Debo at his valuation. I think that was his unicorn season. I think that was his career year, at least from a fantasy perspective, and I'm looking to cash out. It's a, it's a great bit of equity between where you acquired him, either in 2021 20, startups or whether where you drafted him as a rookie a few years back. This is a great chance to take all that equity and move it into the future. So that, that's what I'm doing with Debo, but I don't think that note from Albert Breer, a guy who's really patched in with NFL news, I didn't think that nugget was worth ignoring. And I think I want to give it to the DWZ listeners first. Uh, next bit of news that I saw was old Mitch Trubisky. And you know what? I, I'm not normally one to, to drop names, but uh, my old pal, my old buddy, the Dynasty Happy Hour's own Tyler Gunther. Tried to pull a little sneaky on your boy Memphis today. Uh, busy day at work, you know, wrapping up my busy season and uh, get a little trade offer for Mitch Trubisky. I won't tell you the trade in its entirety. I'll just tell you that I got one from the good Mr. Gunther. And uh, five hours ago, as it would seem, Mitch Trubisky is the clear starter slash QB1 per the local news beat in Pittsburgh. Now, this doesn't surprise me. This is actually Tyler being a very smart dynasty gamer. He's reaching out because he not only needs quarterback depth, this is a super flex league, but he also drafted Kenny Pickett. It's a pretty solid move. Now, I'm going to use this as a way to say that I still like Mitch Trubisky. If you have him as like your QB 3-4, he's going to be very startable some games. Um, I don't think there's a drop-off between him and Big Ben last year. I think Big Ben finished as a QB 2. Uh, if you play a lot of Superflex, and we all do, especially if you have QBs like Kyler Murray, like Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen, like guys that move around and run around quite a bit. A guy like Mitch Trubisky is a nice little stash on the back end of a roster, and I, I think you could do a lot worse than Mitch Trubisky. And if you already have Kenny Pickett, it's worth inquiring about Kenny Pickett. I'm, I'm going to talk uh, more about Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Etc. Later, when I get into one of my one of my hot takes, I'll, I'll tell you what I tried to do in a counter in this trade with uh, Mister Mister Gunther. But that's a, another way of saying that I like Mitch Trubisky for this season. If you're doing redraft, uh, superflex leagues, uh, I think some of the underdog content is now superflex. I love Mitch Trubisky. He's going to win you some weeks. We often forget that really. I think there's more upside with Jalen Hurts, obviously. I think he's got QB1 overall on the season upside. But, man, Mitch Trubisky got some wheels and got good weapons. I don't think that they're quite Philadelphia good weapons, but those are good weapons in Pittsburgh. So I I, I don't dislike it at all. Um, Cheap Mitch Trubisky will not hurt you in 2022. All right, and stop me if you've heard this before, but Daryl Henderson is missing time with a soft tissue injury. For me, I know he's missing time himself with a broken foot. I got just an absolute ton of Kyron Williams late in my rookie drafts. He's the kind of guy that if you haven't done your rookie drafts, I'm looking to get. We know Cam Akers, he looked okay coming back from the Achilles injury in the playoffs last year. I don't trust Daryl Henderson as far as I can throw him as a backup running back. And I really think Kyron Williams, a guy that I really liked before the athletic measurables came out during combine season, I don't think this is going to raise his value any. Um, He may even be on waiver wires if your league only did, you know, three rounds of rookie picks. 
Again, I got a ton of him in the late fourth, early fifth. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, I mean, he's really, really outplaying Daryl Henderson from being the backup in this offense. And then, you know, he's a play away from being a, a play away, a guy that, that you could potentially use and flip down the road. But for a guy that's going that cheap in rookie drafts, even though he's got his own little injury issue, I, I just think that we'll be looking up kind of like uh, Khalil Herbert last year in Chicago, even Elijah Mitchell. If we get midway through the season and all of a sudden both Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers have succumbed to injury and this guy's the lead back or at least operating in that satellite back Austin Eckler-ish type role for a really good offense in the Rams, I'm not going to be stunned. So give me all the cheap Kyron Williams based off of this news. I think you can still get him cheap, and and I suggest you do. Um, another guy, another bit of news. Leonard Fournette, Lombardi Lenny, coming to camp, looking a little fluffy, pulling a Kelvin Benjamin from a couple of years back. If you know, you know. And my man looked like they were putting like a practical joke on him. Like they gave him like a large jersey when he really needed like a 2X. My man looked like he was wearing a saran wrap number seven. And that's not great. But let's be honest, Leonard Fournette has always played above 230. And I don't think weight will be an issue. Um, he's still the back to own. If you're a contender, uh, Leonard Fournette was what, a top five running back for you last year. He got hurt at the wrong time last year. He got hurt in the playoff stretch. But he he's a guy that will continue to be the most trusted guy in that backfield for, for the Buccaneers. There's a little Giovanni Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn. And I know Dynasty loves Rashad White, but – Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the reason why Antonio kept getting work in New England, in Tampa Bay. Why? Brady loves his dudes. And it's clear Leonard Fournette's his dude. He's a good pass catcher. Is he going to pull a, uh, uh, like a Luka Doncic or a Shaq or uh, another guy, Carmelo, and play his way into shape? Probably. He'll probably start playing himself into shape now that he's in OTAs and mandatory camp, and he'll let that springboard his uh, cardio and you know conditioning program, and he'll work behind the scenes the rest of the month of June and July, and he'll show up ready to ready to play football. He's a pro; he knows how to get his body ready. So don't let this bother you if you're a contender. But if you're a wannabe contender, maybe you finished in the you know top four in your league last year. You finished first through fourth, and, and you're looking for a veteran, and you can get a, a fellow league mate nervous about Leonard Fournette, go out and get him. You know, go out and give the 205 for him. Go out and give the 208 for him. You may only get a year or two, but that's fine. If you're trying to contend, that 205 and 208 are worth a lot less than the opportunity uh, to win a championship. And I think Lenny Fournette's going to give you that. Um, now, he is going to, I believe, year six of his pro career, so his – his years and, and and days are numbered from a top 12 running back standpoint, but still a guy with Tom Brady in that offense. You know they're going to score points. They play in a soft division. I love Lombardi Lenny. And if this uh, this camp news gets you some cheap Lombardi Lenny and, and Dynasty, I, w- I would let that happen. Uh, another story that came out was that Traylon Burks has asthma. And in my mind, I'm like, this feels very convenient. 
Very convenient that two weeks after he was having difficulty breathing, which if you know anything about asthma, asthma and difficulty breathing tie right hand in hand. So, so that, that, that does make sense. But why, why now? Why now? Was he just diagnosed? It, it's totally possible. He could have been misdiagnosed or not diagnosed over the first 22 years of his life. And it took being with a professional operation like the Tennessee Titans to finally diagnose it. Uh, I don't know. I know this is a guy that has had weight issues going back to college. Um, and unlike Lombardi Lenny, who I know knows how to play himself back into shape, he's done it many times. This is not the first offseason we've talked about Leonard Fournette's weight. But it's never something I want to deal with with, with wide receivers. I mentioned Kelvin Benjamin. And no, I'm not calling Traylon Burks Kelvin Benjamin. I'm just saying all of this is just another reason why at cost, I'm just avoiding Traylon Burks. Um, I would rather trade back uh, in rookie drafts. I'd rather wind up with with Chris Olave. Uh, he he is someone I, I would rather have than Burks. And I just, I just found it interesting and I found it convenient that after uh, him not being able to perform a couple of days at rookie camp, he all of a sudden has asthma. Well, good for him. There's uh there's these inhalers. So maybe, maybe that will help him play his way into shape. So uh, that is a little bit of news, just some nuggets that I found interesting that I thought uh, I would kind of put some whys and some hows behind it. You know, whether it's acquiring Mitch Trubisky as a cheap, you know, QB three or not letting the news about Lombardi Lenny and his weight bother you. You know, the opportunity to go out and try to get more cheap Kyron Williams. It's one thing I've always prided myself on with what Jerry and I do here at the DWZ. We just don't tell you that player X is a good player and then let you figure it out on your own. We tell you how it fits into your roster, when you should be buying, how you can apply that and and use this as actionable advice. Um, I think too many podcasts in the dynasty space want to go into – you know, just tell you players are good and bad. And I think that as a as a savvy football fan and someone who loves dynasty, you can do that on your own. And I, I just want to make sure that, that we're being actionable here at the Dynasty Warzone. So I'm going to get you with three hot takes, and I'll get out of here. Um, we'll try. Keyword try. we got to get schedules to line up. we got to record. we got to edit. We have a lot to do to make the Dynasty Warzone happen here each and every week, but Jerry and I will try to connect on Thursday for another show. And I bet you if you squish this one and that one together, it'll feel like uh, like a full-size Dynasty Warzone. But here are my, Memphis's three QB hot takes going into this season. Uh, and these are hot. These are spicy. Um, I, I think they're good. Um, and I'm going to make them actionable for you as Dynasty gamers. So here we go. My first one, Mac Jones will severely regress coming off of his QB 18 overall season as a rookie, and he will finish outside the top 25 QBs in Dynasty. And we'll have a lot of Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Tua Tungavailoa questions about Mac going into next year this time. We'll be asking much like we've asked about Tua. This is, you know, I think we'll hear a lot of this is a make or break year for Mac Jones. And I like Mac Jones. Jerry likes Mac Jones. We we were a Mac Jones shop. But I got a lot of concerns about Mac Jones and this team. 
Uh, I did. I took the most notes on Mac Jones, so I, I will go ahead and jump into this. First of all, he was the QB 18 as a rookie, but that was with Josh McDaniels as his play caller. Josh McDaniels, whatever you think of him as a head coach, has in his career more so than anybody else gotten a lot out of QBs as a play caller. You know, Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's the GOAT. I, I get that. But guys like Matt Castle, guys like Tim Tebow, guys like Mac Jones have had really good seasons under a guy like Josh McDaniel. And now it came out on Monday that Matt Patricia could be the new play caller on the offensive side of the ball. Now, for whatever you think about Matt Patricia, I know he's an Einstein-level genius, thermonuclear engineer, whatever. None of that shit matters to me. Can he call plays? Is he a good offensive head coach? Well, he's not. He's a defensive head coach. And how much of that was him when he was the defensive head coach? And how much of that was Bill Belichick operating through him, which allowed him to get the job in Detroit? I don't think he's a good coach. And if you want some evidence, he carries around a laminated play sheet with a pencil tucked behind his ear. Draw from that what you will. But back to Mac Jones. Mac Jones averaged 10.2 fantasy points per game in division. That is terrible. That is less than, than, than subpar. He did not do very well in division. And, and I know those that dig into those numbers will say, but Memphis, he only had like half a point in the game against Buffalo in that weird weather game on Monday night. And that's true, but there's still going to be weird weather games. He plays in the Northeast. He plays in New England. He will play New York. He will play Buffalo. The odds of him having a wonky weather game or two a year is going to be there. So I don't love his divisional point score. And I could argue that he has the worst weapons in the NFL. I mean, Devontae Parker, maybe a best ball flyer. I think some of us in dynasty circles like Jacoby Myers. I just took him in patron 14 um, as part of that unique format. Kendrick Bourne, second round pick Tyquan Thornton. Inkeel Harry might convert to a tight end, but they've already got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. I mean, stop me if, if, I, if I don't believe these guys are elite. I just think that maybe we saw the best of Mac Jones as a rookie. And a lot of times with these young guys, I think that's part of the reason for optimism around Tua this year. I'm not a Tua guy. And I'm, I'm more of a Mac Jones than a Tua guy. But if you had to tell me right now, Memphis, right now, Pick one, Mac Jones or Tua. Before all of this, before Josh McDaniel went and become the head coach of the Raiders, and before the Matt Patricia news, I probably would have said Mac Jones. Now I feel like I would lean Tua. Um, And we can talk about that for Dynasty or just the 2022 season. I just think Mac Jones has a bust written all over him. He's not a plus athlete. He's his – between his ears make him – the best option. He's come in great shape. I just just feel like in general, this is a horrible recipe for Mac Jones. So one of my three hot takes around QBs this year is that Mac Jones finishes outside the top 24 QBs, does not advance off of his rookie campaign, and uh, will be given dynasty GMs in Superflex headaches this time next year. Now, do I think that will replace him? No, I, I don't. But I do think that he's going to be very tough in anything outside of a best ball to push the start button on 
on a weekly basis. If he's more than your QB three this year, I think you really got headaches, hassles, and horseshit as it relates to your QB two in a super flex. Now, normally I'd bounce this off Jerry, hear his thoughts. He'd share his. We'd bounce one, and and, and we'll get Jerry's opinions on my hot takes on on Thursday. But because he's got to give you hot takes, Jerry owes you the listening audience, the consumer of the Dynasty Warzone. Jerry owes you three QB hot takes, and we will make sure that man pays what he owes. My second QB hot take is that Aaron Rodgers will retire at the end of the season after a very sub Aaron Rodgers season, very reminiscent to what he did in 2019. I think he finished his QB 10, 11 that year, if I remember correctly. And I I think he just steps down. You know, he's almost 40. I think he's 38, 39. And you hear him talk a lot about retirement. If you watched the match last week, he talked a lot about retirement. You know, he's not going to have an elite weapon set there. That's why I like Aaron Jones. If he stays healthy to catch 90, 90 plus balls. I was talking with Cody Carpentier, former guest of the show, friend of the show, and uh, great podcast, you know, host and content creator in his own right. He and I were chatting on Twitter today. You know, he he said 80, and I was like, no, no, my brother. I think he's much closer to 90, and I think he'll get 120 targets. And I think that Aaron Rodgers will just look around at the end of the season He'll be like, you know what? I've got 200, 250 million in the bank. I do I want to continue to battle Matt Stafford and the Niners and Kyler Murray? And, and that's just the West. You know, forget about the, the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit is not a threat this year, but that's a team on the come. They're they're a quarterback away. You know, the, the NFC South isn't that good, but you got some good teams in the NFC North. And I just I think Rodgers will have to look back and say, you know what? I just don't know that I can do this anymore. And the biggest thing for me is the lack of weapons. I don't know how without Defonte Adams, he personally can be a top five QB. So if you're not an absolute contender, I'd be looking to move him. Same with Mac. Um, like I don't love Justin Fields. That's pretty apparent. I don't love Zach Wilson. But unless you really think that you've got a top two or three roster in Dynasty and a Superflex, I mean, can I move Aaron Rodgers for Zach Wilson plus? I don't love Zach. Can I move him for for Justin Fields straight up? Uh, I don't think you're getting Trey Lance. Um, I don't want Kenny Pickett or anyone from this class. But can I get a guy? I wouldn't want Mac Jones. Can I add to Aaron Rodgers and get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I want out of the Aaron Rodgers business. And I, I think his points per game regresses. I don't think you're going to see the same Aaron Rodgers. The MVP we've seen the last two, um, given the state of this offense, the weapons around him. And I think it's time. I, I don't think you're going to get a Brady-esque run. I think he's going to end more around 39-40. And this all ties back into Packers GM, uh, Gudenkunst. It's a great name, by the way. Gudenkunst talking about that Aaron Rodgers really doesn't have a three-year deal. He has a series of one-year deals. So for me, if you can get out of the Aaron Rodgers business and and not take a significant loss, now is a great time to consider that. And my last hot take for the 2022 season is that Baker Mayfield finishes the season as a top 16 QB. That would be right around a career high for him. I think that Baker's 
Baker's Choose Your Own Adventure tour could go a lot of ways. There continues to be more damning information about Deshaun Watson. We now have added a 23rd and a 24th accuser. Um, The comments, if you haven't heard them, I'm not going to repeat them, but if you heard the comments from his attorney, Rusty Harden, last weekend on a different podcast, it feels like both Watson and his attorney are thumbing their nose at the NFL. And I can see the NFL laying down the hammer. And if that happens, you know, if I'm the GM, if I'm Andrew Barry of the Browns, you know, do I go to Baker and say, listen, we're not going to have Deshaun this year. You don't have a team. There's not a huge market for you. We have to pay you anyway. As the GM, as me playing Andrew Barry, I owe it to the other 52 guys in this locker room and this coaching staff that I owe it to them to get this team back to the playoffs. And I think you give us a better shot of doing that than Jacoby Brissett. So let's you come in, be a team guy, you know, repair, rehab, and re, you know, rehabilitate your injure, you know, image within the league because that's why Baker doesn't have a job. I am not a Baker guy. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know I'm not a Baker guy. But, you know, this would give Baker the opportunity to rehab his image. There's not 25, 30 quarterbacks in this world better at playing professional quarterback than him. He's the kind of guy next year that could be on the free agent market. Could Tennessee, I don't remember the dead cap number of Ryan Tannehill. Could they be looking to replace Tannehill? Did the Matt Ryan experiment and Indy bust? Did Carolina not find what they were looking for with a rookie QB and Sam Darnold? There are going to be jobs. Seattle, do they come calling? I just think Baker Mayfield, whether it's in Cleveland or another spot, is going to be a starter. And I'm going to wrap this podcast up with where how I started it talking about Mitch Trubisky. So I mentioned the offer with Tyler Gunther. Tyler, Tyler has Baker on this roster. And I offered him... Mitch Trubisky straight up for Baker Mayfield. Um, and I offered that to another GM, exact same situation, because I have tons of tons of uh, Mitch Trubisky shares everywhere. And I offered it up to that GM for Baker Mayfield straight up. I'm going to go back. I've been declined. I'm going to go back. I'm going to add a little bit to Mitch trying to get Baker. I think Baker is going to give you value in 2022. I don't think we see it now. I think we'll see it in a few weeks. And... I think Baker's a steal. I think ba- a steal in dynasty. He'll never be what people told you he was. Going into his sophomore year, we had services out there proclaiming him the QB2 overall in a startup. And I I called bullshit then and I call bullshit now. But I'd also call bullshit if you told me that there were 25, 30 QBs better than Baker Mayfield. It's not even close to true. He should be a starter. And when he does, the good thing for Baker is that if he becomes a free agent, he will actually get to pick where he goes And hopefully he doesn't pick with his ego. He picks with his mind and his agent and goes somewhere where he can really be featured as a, you know, like like a QB2 type. I just feel like Baker's going to have another contract worth of dynasty value. So um, those are my three hot takes. Mac Jones outside the top 25 uh, on the season and his dynasty value will plummet. Aaron Rodgers retires after a very mediocre 2019-ish season, uh, and Baker Mayfield finishes as a top 16 QB this year, borderline QB year for Mr. Mayfield, whether that's in Cleveland or somewhere else. So there you go. Wanted to get you a show. Wanted to get you to work, through work, 
um, whatever you're doing, driving in a car, driving in a truck, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening, watching, supporting the Dynasty War Zone. So whether you're a podcast you know, consumer, hit pause. You're almost at the end of the show. Go leave us a five-star review somewhere, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Say some nice words. It goes a long way. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video, comment on the video. That interaction helps with the algorithm and the driving of the show. Uh, if you want to help us with premium content, there's something in that for you. Opportunities to get one-on-one help with me, uh, sometimes Jerry. Um, great group chat, uh, extra podcasts, a uh, chance to be in leagues for five bucks a month. I think that's a smoking hot deal. So um, all those are ways to support the show and the patrons, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go... Uh, Go see what's going on with my, my man, Jerry. Make sure he made it home safe. And uh, we're going to try to link up on Thursday for a bonus show. But until then, you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great Wednesday, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, Brand Goods. That's us. You're very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak